various people take turns around the table saying what they're currently thankful for on Thanksgiving Day, we're thankful for all the things that went wrong in our past. The lessons we've learned and the struggles we've avoided because we failed at something. Hi friends, I'm so excited you're here. Welcome to the Failing Awesomely podcast. I'm Lindsay Garcia, and I have a desire to share my stories of failure, yes, failure, in business, motherhood, relationships, and while chasing big, big dreams. To say I've taken a lot of risks in my life would be an understatement. Here's the thing. In every failed attempt, there are multiple lessons to be learned, and coming out on top is not only possible, but I can almost guarantee it. Hey, if you fail, that's okay. Learn from it and turn it into something awesome. So when I think about a failure that I'm thankful for, I know I've already talked a lot about this in the first two episodes, but I think what my life would look like if I actually did become a successful recording artist. And I know that on the one side of that, I would be living my dream. I'd be on stage. I'd be singing. I'd be performing. I would be writing, recording, doing all the things that I did my whole life leading up to that point, and that would be great. But I also highly doubt I would have married my husband because he wasn't Although he he is a musician, he wasn't in the music industry. And I think it's really hard for relationships to work when someone's in the industry that heavy and someone's not. So I doubt that we would have ever gotten married. So therefore, I wouldn't have my kids, my family. And I'd probably also be filled with a lot of anxiety and loneliness. And I'm not saying that everybody who is in that industry is filled with that kind of fear or emotion or deals with all of that but just knowing my personality and who I am I I think eventually that would have been my life and I don't think I think I would have gotten to a point where I wouldn't have enjoyed it anymore quicker than most people do like I do think there are some people who start to not enjoy the road and enjoy that lifestyle because it is it's hard to have any other kind of life when that's what you choose. Um, in fact, do you remember when we saw Kip more and we were, he did, he does like a little acoustic performance for his meet and greet folks. Yes. And I think he said something along these lines when he was, cause he gets very real. Like he has no problem being super real with his fans and he kind of alluded to being super burnout and not entirely sure how much longer he was going to be go, go, go. Yeah, I think he even mentioned taking a break in there. Yeah. This was going to be it for a little while. Yeah. He was very honest. He was. And which I think fans appreciate. But I, I could tell he's, you know... Because it's hard. It's hard when, I mean, you can't, it's so hard to date. It's so hard to make a life for yourself when you're never home, when you can't truly call a place home. And I kind of got that vibe from him. Oh, for sure. When we were there. So that's what I mean. Like, I would have been 
in those shoes probably way earlier than like probably like three to five years in I would have been like what am I doing like I can't handle this for much longer and that's just my personality obviously there are people that have will have really super long careers and they that's all they want to do like they are just career driven they are music obsessed and that's and and that lifestyle obsessed touring obsessed you know and they will go 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 forever um I'm just not one of those people so I am completely 100% thankful that I did not succeed in the music business but what are you what are what are you thankful for failing at? So it's funny because it's not something that I was thankful for right away. I no, think most people took, I don't think I think are. it takes time before you realize like, you know, maybe until something comes along in your life and you're like, oh, wow, I am so glad that didn't work out, whatever it is. So for me, it was my first marriage and that ended almost 10 years ago now. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. It'll be. It'll be like 10 years. In the late spring. spring. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. So at first I didn't. I didn't see the goodness that was going to come out of it. I saw. What about the kids? Mm -hmm. And. The judgment from, you know, everybody who. It wasn't a long marriage either. So. (laughs) So in the moment, I don't think I was able to see the good come out of it but when I look at my life now and where I'm at and my boys are older and they're well adjusted to the situation and I'm remarried to a a really great guy I have two great stepkids and I really couldn't be more thankful for that hard time in my life that I went through because divorces aren't easy when you get married you don't think that it's going to end um so it was it was really hard mostly for the kids um but I'm so so thankful for where I'm at now I'm very thankful for it for you too Minnie I love you I asked a few days ago some friends on Instagram and Facebook what failures they're thankful for. And some of the responses I loved, and these were the ones I wanted to share. Somebody said, I'm thankful I failed at pursuing my dance career. I would have never become a nurse. Which, that, I know it was such a simple statement, but that hit me because nurses are so needed. And for someone to have like such a dream of, dancing and I I'm not giving away anybody's name but I've personally known this person their whole life so I know that dance was their life for a really long time and then to give that up and say I want to serve and be a nurse and that they love it that much that's amazing that they're thankful that they didn't pursue a dancing career I thought those and we are thankful for that nurse yes we are we're very thankful all the nurses all the nurses out there we love you Um, The next one said, I'm thankful for a failed relationship that led me to my husband, which is super cute, kind of like what you said. Um, And I, 
the the majority of the responses that I got were about failed past relationships. So most that was actually most of the responses that I got. Um, so I, I'm not going to share all of them, obviously, because it would just be repeated. But the one I'm going to share because I love the end of it. She said, I'm thankful for relationships that ended when I didn't want them to. And I, I think love that, yeah, I think that's key because there are a lot of people who constantly wonder, why did that relationship end? Like, I thought we were so in love. What or, did I do wrong? Yes. And so I, I think that that part of it, I didn't want them to, was that really stuck out to me. And she finished it by saying, God had the right man picked out for me, which is so true. I think she's been married now for like eight years. So that's awesome. Somebody said quitting college three times, which I give huge props to and a big congrats for a going to college because we didn't even make it that far. No, we did not. (laughs) But not only that, but trying it three different times, like really giving it. You're all before figuring out, you know what? College isn't for me. You know, I was just going to say, I think it's important to say that it is okay if something isn't right for you. Yep. College is not for everybody. No. My husband and I were talking in the car tonight and we were talking about the year, like something happening in the year 2032. And he's Mm -hmm. like, oh my goodness, our kids will be like graduating college. And I even said like, if they go. Yeah. Like, what if, you know, they could go to a trade school and, or whatever. So I think it's amazing to realize and be at peace with the fact that some things are just not, are good for other people, but they're not good for you. And that is okay. It is okay. I love that response because of it. Not that I, you and I are not against college or furthering your education. I'm No, I I mean, and I know there are times that we even felt a little bit ashamed or judged because we didn't go exactly but I really I loved that response because I thought it was awesome to see hey I tried three times (laughs) you know before finally realizing well no I think I meant for something else um and the last one this hit me like a ton of bricks we failed at creating a biological family and even though adoption was always a part of our plan it was still many years down the road so we thought but had we not adopted when we did, our son wouldn't be a part of our family. And that just oh my made my heart melt because I know so many people who have struggled to get pregnant or it didn't happen or, you know, I, I mean, there, there are so many stories out there. And I think it takes such strong people to get to a place of, okay, adoption is our next step because not only are you so blessed by this beautiful human being who is in the world but that beautiful boy needs your love and care as his parents right and I just I love those stories so I was so happy to see that I will say what makes me a little sad at reading that is that the part where they said we failed at creating a biological family like that was that that breaks my heart because it's Mm -hmm. not something that is always in your control and it's not that you're doing anything wrong and there is sometimes there is just nothing you 
can do. Absolutely. And so it's, it's so sad to, to hear someone say that, that, you know, we failed at creating a family. I but, honestly think she probably wouldn't have worded it that way had it not been for what my question was. Because my question was, what have you failed at that you're now thankful for? So I honestly think that the reason she responded that way was because of my question. Does that make sense? You know what I mean? Like, I think she probably was like, well, we failed at creating a biological family. Right. I don't necessarily think that she has a... And I don't know for sure. I'm, I'm totally going by what I think. But I don't think she has like a doom and gloom. My body right. or, or our bodies failed. You know what I mean? Like especially the beautiful son that she has now. I, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty certain that that was why she answered the way that she did. But you're completely right. If there's anybody out there that thinks my body failed me or my husband's body or my partner's body so I feel like I'm failing my husband because I can't give him a baby or yes or vice know, versa like, like I that. feel like I'm failing my wife or I feel like I'm you know what I mean like if anybody is feeling that way it is not a failure you are not a failure if you do not have a biological child of your own not at all at all and I think this person would say that to anybody too So after reading some of these responses that you got from people, I think it's important to say that it sounds like you just have to be patient. Oh, yeah. And life is going to throw a lot of things at us. And some you don't see coming. Mm -mm. But I think it's important to just be patient and wait for something better to come along. And it will. Um. But I feel like if we didn't go through these these hard times, we wouldn't be sitting here being thankful for where we're at and what we have and what those hard times brought us down the road. Absolutely. The heartache and all of that is always is always worth it. It just takes time until you maybe you realize it like my divorce. Yes, absolutely. Or a career, anything. Yeah. So. The one thing that I do want to point out, though, because some people might be listening to this and they might they might not see any failures as something to be thankful for yet. Not everybody sees their past crap. I'm just going to I'm just going to be real. Not everybody sees their crap as, oh, that I'm so fortunate I went through that. Um, and I'm not saying that there's there's any in every situation where you can come to that conclusion. But I found this I found this article. It was in psych psychology today. Um, and it was titled 10 Surprising Facts About Failure by Dr. Guy Winch. And we're only going to we're going to share the, the top the first five with you, because I feel like if we shared 10 this podcast would be forever long. Um, But basically the article breaks down why some of us can become completely paralyzed by failure as opposed to becoming adaptable to failure. And what I mean by adaptable is being able to come to terms with the fact that we failed, learn from it, move on, and try again and eventually get to a place of gratitude for that failure. And I think that's a really hard thing to do. 
Uh, but Minnie can share number one with us. All right. Number one on the list is failure makes the goal seem less attainable. In one study, people kicked a football over a goal, po- a goal post in an unmarked field and then estimated how far and high the goal post was. People who failed estimated the goalpost as being further away and higher than those who had succeeded. So in other words, failure automatically distorts your perceptions of your goals and makes them seem more unattainable. Which is crazy. It makes so much sense. So much sense. But I think in the moment, like I can imagine the people in that study never thinking of it that way. Like I am setting myself up for failure by saying oh, it's too far, too high, I'm not going to make it. But how many of us, not necessarily about a study like this, but just in everyday little things in our life, think like, oh, that's that's too much, I'm, I'm not going to do it. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it. And so we most likely will fail because we're already setting ourselves up for the failure. Yep. I did it with my job. I had to pass three tests before you even get an interview. And I'm like, there, there is no way I'm going to pass these three tests. Why can't I skip straight to the interview? <laughs> yeah. But you did. I did. That was a different situation because you did succeed. I do. I did succeed. But looking at it, I'm like, this seems so unattainable. Mm-hmm. There's three steps to get through. There's just no way. Ah. <sighs> yeah. I so love maybe this we have to stop looking article. at our goals as unattainable. We do have to stop looking at her. Which is what we will be talking about. Yes. Next week. Next week. Number two on the list, failure distorts your perception of your abilities. Much as it makes your goals seem further out of reach, failure also distorts your perceptions of your actual abilities by making you feel less up to the task. Once you fail, you are likely to assess your skills intelligence and capabilities incorrectly and see them as significantly weaker than they actually are gosh that hit this whole list hit hard Mm, for sure but that one hit hard because it's so true if you fail at one thing you've you tried it you went for it you did it and you failed it it makes you feel like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I guess I'm not as good at the, as this. Blah, blah, blah. I guess I'm not as good at it as I thought. And then you, it's like a downward spiral of, well, I'm not going to be able to do this. Right. And then you don't want to try again. No. Because you don't want to fail because you already failed. Ugh. Number three is failure makes you believe you are helpless. One of the most common and strongest feelings people have after failing is helplessness. Failure causes an emotional wound. Your mind responds to this wound by trying to get you to give up so it doesn't get wounded again. And its best way of getting you to give up is to make you feel helpless. By making you feel as if there's nothing you can do to succeed, your mind might avoid future failure failures, but... You will also be robbed of successes as well. So true and so common. But I've never thought of it as feeling helpless. Like, I feel like that's such a dramatic way to put it. It's true. I feel like I can relate to 
to so many of these things, but it's almost like I had these feelings, but for some reason it took Dr. Guy. <laughs> it's Dr. Guy. You're right. <laughs> Literally, his name is Guy, Dr. Guy. <laughs> to when you see it written out in an article, it's almost like it has processed my feelings for me. Like, oh yeah. yes, that is what I am. Tr- that is what I am feeling. But I don't. I couldn't find the words to express it or the words to characterize it. And it also can be small things, especially feeling helpless. Like sometimes, you know, we've talked a lot about feeling like a failure in motherhood, and. I do think that with most, well, I I shouldn't say most mothers. I shouldn't speak for everybody, but I'm speaking for us. We actually take motherhood day to day because we know, okay, tomorrow I can start fresh. Today wasn't a good day. I kind of failed today, but tomorrow I can start fresh. But during the day, like let's say my morning started bad and it was my fault. Like my kid did something that he didn't deserve to be yelled at, but I yelled at him. I can have that feeling of helplessness. Like, oh, well, I already screwed up today. Oh, absolutely. And it emotionally makes me feel like I'm awful. I'm a terrible mother. Even though I might not feel that way the next morning, I might feel like, okay, new day. But that feeling of helplessness, I I totally get. I just didn't see it that way. It's crazy. Okay, so I'm realizing that before I read number four, when I was talking about those feeling of of failure and um, feeling helpless, feeling like you don't have the skills you thought you did and that kind of being something that you unconsciously, like you think about, but you don't relate it to a fear of failure or something that holds you back from other possible successes, that is actually a point that I'm going to make now. And because we had already prepared for this podcast, I was thinking we had already mentioned it. I don't think we did. But number four is a single failure experience can create an unconscious fear of failure. Some people are convinced they have a fear of success. They don't. They have a fear of failure. The problem with most fears of failure is they are unconscious, which means you're not actually dealing with whether the fear is real, reasonable, or likely, which then means you're also not addressing how to increase your likelihood of success. You're just trying to avoid feeling bad if you fail. Okay. How many people can relate to that? I think a lot. Yeah. Uh, This hits. It hits. Bring us home, Minnie. All right, number five. Fear of failure often leads to unconscious self-sabotaging. One of the most common ways people try to buffer themselves against the pain of failure is by self-handicapping, creating excuses and situations that can justify why they failed, like going to a party the night before an exam and claiming they were tired or hungover. Developing psychosomatic symptoms such as headaches and stomach aches that made it hard to concentrate, or magnifying a small crisis, such as the need to spend two hours on the phone with an upset friend to justify why they were unable to prepare for a job interview. These kinds of behaviors often turn into self-fulfilling prophecies because they sabotage your efforts and increase your likelihood of failure. 
Holy Hannah Montana. That's a lot in one small It is paragraph. And if I'm going to be real and honest, that is so me. Not when it comes to my career in the music industry, because that was something that I was confident in. Like I was confident that I was a good enough singer to make it. I was confident that I was a good enough artist to make it. I was confident I was a good enough performer to make it. Good enough songwriter. Good enough, you know. So when I walked away from that, I didn't feel like, well, it was because I wasn't, I wasn't good enough that I didn't make it. Genuinely did not feel that way. And I'm not saying that I think I'm the greatest thing ever to walk the earth. That's not. I do. <laughs> well, thank you. But I do not feel that way. Like I'm, I'm not um, someone whose ego is really high up there. I just was confident in that part of my life. But since leaving the industry, I have self-sabotaged so many other opportunities. And until I read this article, I was like blinded to that. Right. Like you didn't know it was an actual thing. No, because like he says, it's unconscious self-sabotaging. Right. <laughs> it makes me want to curl up in a ball and change everything that I do. <laughs> it really does. What is your takeaway from so this? So my takeaway, after after just sharing only these five things, and like you said, there are five more and I know you're going to list the, the, where they can find the information to read the whole article. But just, just going through these five things, if there's anything that people can take away from this, I hope that it's um, how you're feeling is normal. Mm-hmm. But it's also a way to feel like try to face things differently. Yes. Look at things differently and face it head on right. instead and of maybe- letting the fear sink in. Yeah. And maybe be now be conscious of all of these unconscious things we do to. It's wild. It is so. No, it's so wild that the things that our minds make us feel and do and our emotions that take over. And I never thought about it like this before. So I really encourage you. If you found this interesting, read the rest of the article. I'll have the link in the show notes. It is from Psychology Today. The author was Dr. Guy Wench. Wench. (laughs) I'm dead. (laughs) Deceased over here. We're not even drinking. (laughs) What What did you put in this tea? (laughs) CBD. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so dead. It's not. Oh my gosh. What was I saying? I don't even know. <laughs> what you were saying was, I'm gonna link this article <laughs> by the guy wench. <laughs> All right, let's try to wrap this up because we're almost we're we're on like the super home stretch now. Okay. If you found the article to be interesting and you want to read the rest of it. I will have the link in the show notes. If you don't know how to get to the show notes, they are just wherever you, whatever platform you're listening to the podcast from, if you click on details or more, it will show you a brief description of the episode and that's where the link will be. But regardless, 
if you're someone who is usually paralyzed by failure or thankful for it, we encourage you, take time this Thanksgiving day to not dwell on your past or current failures or hardships. Just give thanks to who and what you've been given. Even if the only thing you can think of to be thankful for is like your cat or something. Which is weird for me because I don't really care for cats. I'm a dog person. I was going to say you don't even have a cat. I don't. So that's why I'm saying like even if it's your cat. Like just be, you know, find something to be thankful for. And I want to leave you guys with a quote from Kristen Butler. Every morning is a fresh start. Wake up with a thankful heart. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody.